don't know what love tastes like. Hailing from the caves of Northern California, you're listening to The Real WTH Show. I taste freedom in my mouth. everybody welcome to the real wth show in the house the real real the real real in the studio we are in the cave um this is episode number 30 feel like i'm 30 i think you might want to adjust your mic you feel a little short i I feel like i'm hiding behind the stand here yeah you practically are man look at you yeah i almost forgot what you look like i know it's been a while i think we looked on the board before we hit record and we were about a month out a month. of the studio, yeah. but you know, you still made yeah. it happen. Yeah. But, um, you know, before we even do anything, we got to get something off our chest real quick. Uh Oh, uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this bootleg style. Yeah. It's Wilson's birthday, everybody. No, it's not. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday, yeah. Yeah, see if I could do this. Yeah, okay. Oh, a fail. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, dude, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. How old are you now? Uh, 13. 13. Yeah. Dude, you're finally in your 13s. Yeah. Did you see the picture I posted of you yesterday? Uh huh. Actually, I saw some of those Nerf guns at the store I was at today. I almost bought two. Those Nerf guns are gnarly. Yeah. They actually, they've gotten way better yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was like, um, you know off of Bradshaw? I think it's called Safetyville, USA. Be professional here. Oh, turn off the heater? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know um, Safetyville, USA off of Bradshaw? Yeah. They have a, uh, like a Nerf war in that little town. Oh, that's I'm like, cool. Uh, sign me up for it because I want to do that. You don't have, have you watched uh, Dude Perfect videos at all? Oh, of course. Airsoft battle. I didn't see that one. That one's pretty cool. They they get three balloons, helium balloons that are tied like, to their back, so they're always like a foot above their head, you know. Uh-huh. And they run around with those, and it's like uh, battle royale style, you know, where oh, you okay. get dropped in. You don't have any weapons. You have to find crates. Oh. They open up crates, and they get different like. They had like a flintlock pistol airsoft or yeah, airsoft gun. So, oh, so they're shooting airsoft. Yeah. Okay. Cause I thought we were talking about nerf. No, not nerf. This okay. is airsoft, but they, but you go through and they're on teams. So that each team has a different colored balloon and you go and you have to shoot. It's like Mario Kart. You have to shoot the balloons. Oh man. You just gave me an idea for like a trip with my youth group kids. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Knowing me, I'd probably be like. Just hitting the kids, be like, I can't hit the balloons. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> Man, that's like a fun idea. I know. I've been watching. I get hooked on those videos, the uh, the dude perfect ones. And what's the other? There's a three or four Australian guys called like That's Ridiculous. 
they do things where they they throw like a they took like a basketball and they threw it off of a dam, but they spun it backwards. Oh yeah, and then or they'll they'll throw things off a high area trying to make it land on a trampoline. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm just like, why is this so interesting to me? Yeah. Dude, it took him a few tries with the bowling ball to hit the trampoline. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when it hit, oh. Yeah. It went. Yeah. They, they've done things with um, where they dropped uh, bowling balls on, like, bulletproof glass. Ooh. And it's crazy. They did, they did one where they dropped it on a uh, on a pool table. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to crack. It's going to go right through. And it, it, and it went. <laughs> but then they did these things with, like, these metal. Um, they look like missiles, but they're actually darts but they're just big metal yeah. pieces and they're throwing it into like an engine block on a car went right through it wow. i'm like oh my gosh and dude that's gravity that's yeah. not powered with like fire or anything not like a missile yeah just makes you wonder like when those missiles hit like a car when you're over there in the sandland yeah and then you meet mr uh, tomahawk. tomahawk yeah tomahawk, a little yeah. missile yeah. hitting you and your little uh Suzuki car. Yeah, I think it's getting mm-hmm. filleted. But um, I'm going to do something different today just because get it out of the way up front. Um, I want to plug MSR Arms at the front of the show. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I feel like maybe at the end, maybe people don't hear it at the end. Yeah. They hear us saying our goodbyes. They're like, all right, we heard it. That's enough. But I want to plug MSR Arms, especially since we're getting closer to the you know tax season. People probably getting their income tax return. Mm-hmm. Fellas, I'm, I'm about to finish my rifle as well. Yeah, been talking to him, so that should be coming up pretty quick. Yeah, and maybe we'll post it or something somehow without getting kicked off of Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess one of the podcasts, I listen, Instagram, we can do it. I think so because I see gun pictures on oh, yeah. Instagram all the time. Yeah, yeah, one of the podcasts I listen to, they're doing like an Amazon affiliate link <clears throat> and. He was plugging it, and he started getting emails saying there's no link or it's not working. And then he contacted, uh, and all he is is like a he's just a, a police officer, uh, or he's a former police officer, and he's promoting uh, like police stories is all yeah. it is. And so for some reason, Amazon goes, we don't agree with the content that you're uh, um, providing, and so we're basically we're disabling your 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 affiliate link because we're not affiliated with you. He's like, what? It's, it's police. Yeah. And they're being really, really dumb about it. That's like Daily Shooter. Even in his YouTube videos, mm-hmm. he can't link anything that he reviews in his description because YouTube doesn't like guns. So mm. he has to he has to link everything on his actual website that he has. Yeah, that's stupid. But when you guys get that, um, you know, income tax return, go to MSRarms.com and take a look. And see what, you know, you could build something real nice. And use our, our personal show coupon code. And what is that? That would be WTH5 at and checkout. And what does that get you? That gets you 5% off your entire order. What a steal. Yeah. But we don't agree in stealing. No. You know, we want to, we want to, you know, patron the, is it patron? Sure. Pa- patronize? I feel patronize. like patronize is like, you know, yeah. is that like when you're, like making fun of somebody. Yeah, we want to be a patron of the local businesses. Yeah, we don't want to patronize anybody. No, I mean, I do, yeah. but not him. So, wanted to get that out of the way, um, and just uh, you know, go buy something. And if you uh, 
you know, if you guys have, if, if you guys do build something, send us a picture. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah. I'm really interested in all that stuff. And he sells, does he, he still sell knives on there too? Yes, some knives. Some? I think. Okay. Yeah. So, but today we're going to hop back into our world famous segment. Oh, you mean uh, uh, the beers, beers and, and cheers. cheers? I don't have a sound effect today. Um, I, I don't. I don't have it either. It, it's okay. We could just, you know, get in my belly. That one works for me. Almost, yeah. Um, because uh, we've had to I think we did one uh, beers. You did remotely when you're making the snow I did angels from Sedellis. That was a cool place too. Mm-hmm. And I, it's. I guess it's really cool, not in the winter because they have an outdoor area that's. Really nice. Has like a garden and everything in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully at some point I'll get out there and be able to get some pictures of that. Yeah, I know. I, I told my wife, I said, one of these days when you're up there on a weekend or whatever, I'm just going to go up there. Um, and once you get off work, go hang out. And yeah. Go get, get I'm going to go get that. What's it called? The Justin Beaver? Oh, yeah. Get that. uh the, oh, the Lucky Beaver is the name of the place, but yep. there's that burger. And what was the burger called? Was it was it the Justin Beaver? No, I think that was a drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was just like, man, like that sounds good. Yeah, they got some good burgers there. And they just opened a falafel corner on the uh, near um, one of my last stores that I go to oh, yeah. on Thursdays. Get that bad man oh, gangster burger. I, I walked out of the store. I looked to the right. I go. Oh my! Yeah, but I'm like, you know what? Probably not a good idea right now. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't really feeling too hot that week. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we uh, have some special things. Um, oh, b- before we get into, it, I I do want to actually rep the merch. Okay, so so you could get in front of the camera. You yeah. could adjust the camera. I'll talk about it. So Thin Line Brewing, this is their new shirt, right? Yeah. Their new shirt. It's really snazzy. Um, snazzy. Do people still use that word snazzy? I'm not even sure that's a word. I don't know. But it has like a, a a tattered looking flag on the left breast, and it says, "I'm no here. I'm no hero, but I've walked beside a few." Um, it's in black and white, and the back is their logo on it, which is just their new logo. That's their new logo. Yeah. Is is that that's a new logo? What's what's different about it? Turn around again. It's got, it's got wings on it. Oh, the wings. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. I know. Yeah, got got to get that and in double X. For me, so I could rock that. That's sorry, they charge a little extra for double X. There's more fabric, baby. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? Hopefully, I could get it in a large. You know why? Oh yeah. I'm, I've been working out. I'm down. Actually, maybe you're only a single X right now. <laughs> medium. Medium. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been. That's wor- what Scott asked me. He's like, "What size are you, large?" I said, <laughs> "Medium, <laughs> please." <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been working out. I've been hitting the gym. Um. Dude, no, I've been like doing no sodas. Oh, so, no. yeah, you're gonna be cranky. Oh, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've just been doing tea, no sugar, just whatever, you know, and feeling pretty good. Yeah, you know, dude, drinking a lot of water, ton of water. But I'm like down like seven pounds since like two a weeks week ago. ago, like whenever that was. I think it was a week. Yeah, I think it's only been a, like a full week. I mean, I still look fat, so I'm kind of depressed by that. Like, so if you, <laughs> if you lose weight, does your beard like get fuller? I hope so. I want to be one of those like, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like you lose weight. It, it's like, like a, it's hiding under there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out. 
Um, I am, um, as long as I can, trying to grow my beard out. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to do a Duck Dynasty thing if I can. My wife goes like, I really want you to grow it long, and I hate it, but I think I'm going to do it. You're going to have to get a comb and... I have one. Oh. Yeah. Um, Get some wax. Well, the problem is, is the water at my house, and we'll get to the beers here in a second, because this is important stuff. Oh. (laughs) Um, I flake really bad. I get really bad dry skin under my beard, so I do beard oil and stuff like that, and that works, but I found that, like, in my shower, like, I would even, like, like, my whole body, I would, like, be dry, and I think we have hard water or something in our apartment. So we put this um, past couple of weeks, we put this filter on our shower and then it runs through and it's been fine since. Hmm. So I'm hoping that was the issue. That's one reason why I kept shaving my beard or keeping it low because it's easier for me to you know clean it. There's nothing nastier than a you see those dirty beard, dirty beard guys, you know, downtown nacho cheese hanging out of it and all that stuff, saving it for later. Mm hmm. Um, I don't like that. So I'm planning on growing up a little bit and then I'm not going to diet either. I'm just going to keep that little gray patch right here that I got going. Yeah. Yeah. Wise beyond my years, I guess, <laughs> at least in this area. So, but, um, you went and hung out with, um, Scott and Corey. Yeah. For at, my birthday. For your birthday. Um, which was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I believe I do know what that code means right there. Oh, do you? I think I do. Did you see that post? I saw the post, and I may or may not have Googled it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This one's easy because, I mean, there's a lot of... This This beer is called 647F. It's a double IPA. Uh, 8.6% alcohol. Um, but uh, there's a lot of codes for, like, disturbing the peace. Or drunken public or something like that. Yeah, and F is always easy to remember that it's drunk in public because 647 f because you're effed up oh there you go yeah and then there's like 647 a something else like you're an a-hole or something i forget oh i see how you, i yeah. see how you get yeah. it so so if um if it was like a 187 f you were drunk while you killed somebody no, no oh no, no, no doesn't no. work that way no, no. okay my bad i don't know that's why <laughs> that's why i sell pieces yeah. No, that was just the way that, because there were a lot of different 647 codes yeah. that I had to learn in the academy because we do scenarios and you'd have to write out. Or scenarios. Is that the difference? If you're a DB. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that was the way we, we remembered which one to use. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that post. I was like, I don't know those. I never had to learn those, but I'm going to Google it. So I Googled it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this one's a double IPA, which means it tastes like grass. Uh, you know, it's not it's not too too bad. I mm-hmm. think if I remember right, the IBUs was in the 90s on this one. Don't even know what that means. The International Bitterness Unit. Okay. So. So you take a swig of that bad boy. He's drinking it. His eyebrows are going up. His eyes are bulky. They're big. He looks happy, folks. He looks happy. Yeah. Do you like it? I like it. Good. Yeah. Um, I was kind of a letdown on the sound. I, <laughs> I, I know. I was like, I don't have anything. I mean, when you, when, when you uh, drink that, are you like, it's terrible time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, it, it's good. It's it's hoppy. Not not too bad, though. Um. A little bit bitter. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's the one they released today? He, I think he got excited and he jumped the gun, put it out yesterday. But it was supposed to be released today? Yeah. Okay. Because normally they'll post something like like the day of they, yeah. they do it. Yeah. This, this is brand new, though. Like, he just put it on tap. Okay. Um, that's not the one he was making that last time, was it, when I went down there to get your beer? No, I don't think so. I think that, I think that was the last one. That might have been the... Uh, Remembrance. Remembrance, I think. Yeah, that one's on tap right now, too. It's pretty okay. good. Um, I'd give this one a four and a half. That's right. You're at a five. Mm-hmm. Very it was, good. It was pretty good, though. But then we were hanging out and talking and stuff, and we thought of this certain type of beer that's popular on the East Coast and started trying to make it. And we did all the normal things which you you might have tried before. And then we decided... What I if, always try normal things. Yeah. I, well, no, <laughs> the abnormal normal things, you know, like the, the regular beers and stuff like that. And then we're like, what if we add this to the sour that he has? Which is sour is called Sucker Punch, and I think it's cherry and vanilla. And this one is aged like three months, so it's actual like true sour. The last one that I think you tried as well. Mm-hmm. wasn't I don't think it was aged that long so this one is a true sour but then we added some stuff into it so now you get to try it and try and figure out what's in it oh so this isn't cherry vanilla it is it's the cherry vanilla okay so I know I know cherry vanilla's in it yes okay but we added something to the beer now is this gonna be something that has to do with making beer because I don't know the no okay no so this is a flavoring Yes, that we added. Okay. You can't smell it, though. You just got to... Oh, I can't smell it? No, because that might give it away. All right, so here we go. Sound effects. All right. All right. Take a swig. All right, here we go. Tell me you like it. I know exactly what... (laughs) Did Corey make that? Scott did. Is that dill pickle? Yep. (laughs) Oof. Ugh. I, I do like dill pickle, but that was that was a shock. It's it's weird because it's got the sour with the fruit and everything in it too, right? Yeah. Let me let me try it again. I knew exactly what that was. Oh yeah, if you if you would have smelled it. Now, did they just add pickle juice to it, or did they make their own pickle juice? Um, they just added pickle juice. Ooh. See, I think it could be really good if you just go for, uh, like a a dill pickle. Sour beer. Yeah. I think it could be really good. Uh, I mean, that's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. It, it was a shock. I mean, every. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's times where I think I mentioned this before, where if I'm really hungry, I'll just like open my pickle juice and just take a little sip. And that will curb my hunger for a good like two hours. Okay. So I want you to take one more sip. Oh, boy. But this time with yeah. your pinky up. No. Think about a restaurant and see if you can guess which restaurant I'm thinking this reminds me of. Have I ever been to this restaurant? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. What does it taste like? Um, I don't know. Can you taste any in and out in there? I can't like the spread. Mm -mm. Really? No. Everybody that tried it last night thought that it, that's what it tasted like. Was it in and out like Thousand Island? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it like the secret, the the animal sauce style or whatever? Is that what that spread is? Yeah, well, it's basically a thousand island, but it's got pickles in it. So, yeah. No, I, I was thinking something more along the line of like a like a deep fried pickle something. And oh yeah, and I can't remember if there's any places that we have gone that have had decent deep fried pickles. Um, I had some the other day. And I usually don't like the spear. Oh, Rough House had deep fried pickles. We didn't get them that day, though. Um, theirs were good, but Rough House is gone now. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, wow. Is this something that they're making right now, or is this just for me? That was just for you. Okay. I'm not going to rate it. <laughs> 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 they tried. Well, what's funny is I remember ta- talking to Corey about it, She's and she mentioned something about dill pickle, and I go, ooh. So that's why I was thinking maybe she's the one that made it. But no, I mean it started with her talking about because that dill pickle juice in your beer is really big on the East Coast. Yeah, you know what? It's it's not bad Mm-mm. at all. I mean, it's it still tastes like a beer to me with dill pickle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not like I'm like overly grossed out by it. It's more of a shock to the system when you first if you don't yeah. know what you're drinking. Yeah. It's like oof, that hits you kind of hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just for you. Yeah. Ooh, now we get to get into the good part. Yeah. So we're gonna do something a little bit different today. I'm gonna preface this with just the guy's name, and then oh, I, that's good. You have all that because I forgot. To yeah, I'm, I'm gonna preface down. with the guy's name, and then we're gonna play a sound clip for you. Sound clip is about three minutes long. I want you to listen to it in its entirety. Um. It's 100% safe to hear around your family, but it it tell it's a good look into um, police officers' lives and kind of what goes through their brain um, and emotions during a what you call a hot call, where your um, all your senses are on alert and you have your you know you're basically contemplating taking someone's life. What goes through their head? So. This cheers goes to Corporal Richard Jones, and he's with the Pueblo Police Department. Um, And then um, we're going to have Wilson is going to queue up the uh, audio. And uh, if you guys want the link to it, um, maybe I could somehow post the link to it on uh, Facebook. I don't know, but we could probably more likely have it to our Instagram if we want to put it on there. But um, this is from, uh, was it gun.cop? I think so, yes. Yeah. So go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk about it after. We get a call, basically, of a man with a weapon. You're a white male, approximately 30 years old, wearing a black hoodie and a military-style hat. They give me a description. Where was he last seen? Sitting on the curb just prior to the parking garage. And they think he has a handgun on him. As Officer Richard Jones of the Pueblo Police Department walks up. Hey, put your hands up. He sees the man turn toward him with gun in hand. Put the weapon down. Don't move. Jones has his own gun out and ready. Put the weapon down. Put the weapon down. He's not looking at anybody, not doing anything, not saying anything. And he's got a thousand yard stare. Put the weapon down, sir. As Jones continues to yell, the gunman walks toward him and Jones sees he's wearing a sweatshirt indicating he's a veteran. Come on, man. One vet to another. Jones is not only a CIT officer, he trains others in crisis intervention. And this is how it works in the field. Dude, don't do it to another vet. Don't do it to me. Jones immediately uses his training to try to find a hook, some way to connect. Dude, I'm a retired Army guy. 
Let me help you. Don't make me do this. The armed veteran in a mental health crisis says he can get no help. Then let me help you, but not this way. Let me help you. As Jones pleads with the man, other officers arrive at the scene, weapons drawn. The vet is holding the loaded semi-automatic handgun stiffly at his side, and Corporal Richard Jones is hoping he does not raise it toward the officers. Please drop it, brother. We've lost too many already. I know you're hurting, man. I was too, but I went about four months ago. So let me help you, please. Despite the pleading, the man keeps asking Jones to shoot him. I can't do that, man. I can't do that. Suddenly, as Jones tries to move the conversation to appeal to the man's religious faith, the man puts his hands together on the gun as if he's going to raise it to fire. You believe in Jesus Christ, brother? Don't do it. Don't do it. Then shoot me. No, don't do it. I was in your shoes a few months ago, brother. It took everything in my body. Man, I'm six foot five, 300-pound paratrooper. Took everything in my world to call the VA and to finally get the help. And I got the help. But I want to help you, man, because I'm tired of losing brothers and sisters. But I can't help you if you don't help me. Okay? The Lord sent me here to you today. He didn't send one of these other guys. He sent me as a vet to you to help you because I'm there. I've been there. After nearly 11 minutes of having his gun leveled at the man, pleading with him, the tense standoff finally ends. Just, just drop it. Just drop it. Okay, put your hands on your head for me. At that moment, Richard Jones knew he had succeeded in saving the life of a veteran just like him who was in a mental health crisis. The relief was overwhelming. (laughs) After gathering himself best as he could, he went to the fellow vet and hugged him. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get you some help. We're going to start right now. I'm going to get you over here to Parkview and we're going to get it taken care of, okay? Were you prepared at any point to shoot him? I was. Oof. That's like my third time watching it today. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some good stuff right there. Um so the mainly the video doesn't show a whole lot different than what's on the audio. Um just they're I mean the guy is literally feet from him on the other side of a car. And so everything you heard was taken from his uh vest cam or batch cam, whatever they call it. So that was all legit audio. Then at the end there, you hear him just breaking down. And, and so, which just kind of just proves that like, man, our law enforcement, I mean, they have human emotions too. When, when they have those moments where it's intense, they need to decompress. And what I thought was cool about it was what perfect guy to answer that call is someone who knows what the guy's going through. And even crazier is the fact that that's something that you're wanting to do, Wilson, which is help people that have issues like that. Yeah. Is give them an out. Because a lot of, like I said in a past episode, I don't know if it was my anxiety episode or if it was another one before that. But it was where sometimes as men, we don't like to admit we have an issue. We don't admit we we have a problem because it's like a sign of weakness. And I feel like a lot of the time, like in military and police, there's a time where you have to, you know, put up that wall and not show any emotion. And you're so used to having that wall up that you just always leave it up and you never take it down. So, man, that was when you when you sent me that video at first, it was weird. At first, it wasn't working. And then I tried it this morning. I had to get my oil changed and. Um, new tires put in my car when I was at the shop and I watched it. I'm sitting there in the middle 
of the areas watching that was like, oh my gosh, that's emotional. But that that was an amazing story. And then um, in the interview right after, he mentioned like, they, he said, would you have shot him? He goes, absolutely. Yeah. And imagine like what he would have been going through right now if he did have to shoot him. Yeah. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. Uh, man. So like you said, and like he even talks about it in, in afterwards. And there's like another minute or so in that clip. Yeah. Um, but he says, I don't know what would have happened if somebody else would have gone there. Like it probably would have gone a whole different way. And he was also saying, he, he also mentioned, uh, when, when, and when he, he made it pretty clear that uh, video, someone with less training. Yeah. As well, because he's a, he's a CIT, which is a crisis intervention. intervention. Um, so he very well knows what he's going through. It's kind of like, um, like if you have uh, not AAA, AA, and you have they have their sponsors. Usually, their sponsors are like former alcoholics too, that could help them along because they've been there. They know what's good. Yeah, like I, I couldn't be a sponsor for anybody because I, I don't know what it's like to be an alcoholic, but I can be a support. But that guy, he admits to that guy, man, I had problem four months ago. Like, don't do this, you know, and and. I, I hope that guy that they arrested, I hope that he did get the help that he needed. I'm sure he did because uh, uh, that's just, uh, and the whole story is powerful. And that actually brings me to a, a quote that I heard on the It's Needed podcast. I, I mean, I've never heard it before, but I heard AJ say it, and that guy spit some hot fire sometimes. But he said, um, uh, you grow through what you go through. And I never heard that before mm-hmm. until then. I told my wife that she goes, Oh, I've heard that plenty of times. And man, that cop, he grew through what everything that he went through to maybe possibly save this one guy's life. And, and he even said like, you know, God put me here for a reason, you know, do you believe in Jesus? And he said that, and I'm like, Oh man, like it was at that moment in, in the call where my, I'm like, Oh, here comes the waterworks. It's yeah. happening. I, I told you when I sent you, the yeah. video, I was like, you're going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. And when I first saw that video, I was like, am I really going to cry? I'm also going to see some dirt bag get shot. Then I realized I'm like, the guy's not really a dirt bag. He's having just problems, you know? And and I know firsthand that the the VA, you know, I'm not going to speak for all VAs because the VA where my dad passed away and they treated him really well and they did everything they could for him. But um, just they do leave people behind, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, my buddy Josh, who took his life, um, years ago, um, whether it being he didn't seek out the help he needed or they did seek out help. Um, in, in that interview, that same interview, um, Corporal Richard Jones said um, there's times where he's taken um, people to the mental institution or whatever, and he's like signing the papers and stuff. And as he's walking out to his car, that person is now walking on the street yeah, because they, they don't have the room or the the want or care to take care of them yeah and that's an issue man we got to take care of our people that take care of us i mean bottom line and that breaks my heart that that guy was put in that position but it also makes me happy that uh corporal richard jones was there to um actually you know make a peaceful end to a what could have been a very deadly situation yeah that that point if you guys do watch the video there is a point where you can see he puts both hands on the gun and starts to lift up. It, and I yeah. think if it was any other officer, 
that could have been the point where he was shot. Yeah, it was bad. And then the point when he he the guy point does point the gun to his right, but he points it up out of the way of everyone and racks it back and takes out the or he drops the magazine and then and he racks it so he takes out the the ammo in the chamber. Then he throws the gun down and they didn't like tackle him and start kicking him. No. They just handcuffed him and then uh Corporal Jones went and had his moment. And then you see in the video he comes back and gives that dude that hug. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, thanks for sharing that, dude. I was like, I I don't know because I, I uh follow that same person who or that group that posts those videos, which the guy doesn't post just good videos, he posts no. bad ones too, even yeah. ones of cops where we watch one today where cops get out of hand and do, and then they talk about it. What could be done differently? Because that, that's what needs to be talked about, yeah. right? And somehow I missed that one. I don't know how I missed that. It's been a busy week. <laughs> I've been at the gym getting swole. So, yeah. anyways, we're going to cheers you. I'm going to cheers you with my, my agua hydrate here. No pickle beer? No pickle beer. Oh. Cheers, Corporal Richard Jones with the Pueblo Police Department. I'm going to unscrew my bottle and then go, 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 go. That was quite the beers and cheers segment. That that was uh probably our best yet, I think. Yeah, that, that was a. Uh, I, I, that's the most excited I've been for the cheers part so far. Oh yeah, you you when you sent that your 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 quote was I think definitely a cheers for this week and and at, at, during that time I didn't have one because normally I'll search for a couple and then um, you sent that to me and then I finally read the salt this morning I was just like oh yeah yeah that one that one takes the cake that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Because we don't want we don't want to just cheers. I mean, we'll always pull our hat off and stuff to law enforcement firefighters that die in the line of duty, but we also want to cheers the good stories, the success stories, not the ones that are sad. Um, I just wish we had more stories like this than we do of the other ones. Yeah. So, but we're gonna flip it a little bit. Um, you know, just reciprocate back to, uh you know, anger. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so right now um, we have um, kind of, and I'm only, I'm, I mean, I guess you could say I'm speaking for some of the country, but like mainly in California where our politicians are catering towards criminals and allowing lawlessness um, be, and, and just, it, it's just getting really, really bad where now you could steal stuff up to $950 and you're not even in trouble. So I could literally walk into a Best Buy right now, walk out with like two Xboxes and some movies, and I will just get a ticket, Yeah, which is ridiculous. And a, and slap a lot on of a- places, they, the DA is not prosecuting. Uh, places like San Francisco. Yeah. So San Francisco has this... Um, loser of a district attorney. His name is uh, Chesa Bodine. Now, um, I don't know the whole story behind him, but if you look into his family history, his family um, is like basically a bunch of criminals. But somehow this guy's the DA. So I'm going to read it. It's pretty short. This is uh, from the San Francisco Police uh, Officers Association. This came out February 28th. This is uh, a letter from the president. And this is uh, this is how crazy it's getting here in this world. And I'm going to get your take on this, Wilson. So it says, D.A. Chesapeake throwing out illegal firearm arrest cases. And it says, today, District Attorney 
Jessa Bodine announced that he will not prosecute suspects who possess illegal firearms. Now, remember, illegal firearms, drugs, or other contraband in the discovery of the illegal contraband or, yeah, of the illegal contraband was the result of a legal police stop made due to vehicle code violations. San Francisco Police Officers Association President Tony Montoya issued this statement in response. In his short tenure, Chesa Bodine has demonstrated that he is a clear and present danger to the law-abiding residents, businesses, and visitors of San Francisco. Get pulled over and have an illegal fire or illegal handgun or AR-15. No problem. Bodine will throw out your case. Have 10 pounds of meth all in a small plastic bags ready for sale? No problem. But Bodine will toss that case too. It's unconscionable that Bodine would let someone with an illegal gun go free, only to allow them the opportunity to arm themselves again. Chesa Bodine is emboldening, uh, I can't read it, is it emboldening or bouldering? So emboldening um, criminals, and we are going to pay, pay a steep price for his absurd policies. Tony Montoya, president. What do you think, Wilson? Um, if I was an officer there, I'd quit. Yep. Absolutely. Because that, like, you're literally telling criminals, go ahead and drive around with a gun in your car. Yeah. That's making it more unsafe for officers. Like, you, you're going to pull up and you, you just have to assume this person has a gun and they're going to shoot me. Like, I wouldn't make any traffic stops. Right. I'm going to try to stand up real quick. I don't know if I can. My le- <laughs> I'm getting a cramp. You, you, you <laughs> I've been going to the gym, so I've, I've been getting a little bit of a cramp. Um, so basically, what? Um, now, now, answer me this if I'm correct, because um, I don't know all about law practices and stuff. So I'm a cop, okay? Which, sorry, we'll edit that up. Oh, so, wow. so I'm a cop. Um, that one in. Yeah, I'm not eating a skittle either. <laughs> um, I'm a cop in the situation. You're you're the driver. Uh, I pull up. Uh, you're speeding. Um, and then I say, but I smell alcohol in your breath. All still legal. You know, I had probable cause to pull you over because you're speeding. Yeah. I also have probable cause to give you a field sobriety test because I smell alcohol. Yeah. You get arrested, but I also suspect you have something in your car. Okay. So now I search your car. I'm finding illegal drugs, um, all these illegal weapons. None of that could be held against you. Well, it, it can. <laughs> But he's not going to prosecute on it. Okay. So, and he's the ultimate one that would prosecute that. Yeah, he he picks what he prosecutes on. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. And in, I believe it was San Francisco, I saw a video of four or five girls going to a Walgreens and just start putting a bunch of makeup in, in, in their plastic bag and running out the door. And the lady behind the counter is like, that's illegal. You got to leave. You got to leave like that. I mean, obviously they know it's illegal, Yeah. but they're not going to get prosecuted. Now, here's the thing. You could get, they said, I'm going to read this because I want to get it correct. It was, let me find it here. Um, it said, even if cops caught them in the act, they can't arrest them if the stolen items are worse than $950. Now, they can. Not right here. Yeah, they can. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah, but they're going to get let go, go yeah, in and out. But they're they're allowed to arrest on a misdemeanor as long as it's committed in their presence. So, okay, well, or or a citizen can 
do a citizen's arrest. You see, I would, I, in this case, I probably wouldn't even do anything because there's more of them. And it's in San Francisco. What's the point? Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm, I mean, if they could let some guy, you know, kill a girl on pier 39 and get away with it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get put in jail for, for being a good Samaritan. Right. Yeah. So, but it says right here, so $950. So I could walk into a store ahead of time, go, okay, so this plus this plus this gets me about $938. Okay, cool. I can get about that much and still be a misdemeanor. We're good. Yeah. So I do all that. That's per person. So that means uh, with, with the amount that was stolen from the store, um, you could each steal. So it says right here, that means that criminals can each steal over $300,000 worth of goods annually in California. Yeah. Dude, ridiculous. And we, we want to allow that. Like, like people think that's a good idea. I, I, I don't get it. I, 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 have, I have no, no words. words. Like, I don't know what world, um, I don't know what world they live in. Sorry, I'm sitting down now. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what world they, they live in where they think that's okay. Yeah. It, it, it makes me want to leave. Yeah. Like if it's going to be to where it's basically where criminals are running the show now. Right. They have nothing to fear. And the thing is, as long as they don't kill somebody, even killing somebody, you said the guy in San Francisco, he killed that, that woman and he got off. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's like, um, who do you think pays for that? Okay. So they stole, um, you know, let's just say this one store gets, um, you know, $100,000 $100,000 stolen every year. I mean, yeah, they they have insurance, right? They could pay for the insurance or the insurance could help pay for it. But what stores ultimately start doing, they start raising the prices on their stuff to help recuperate that cost. Yeah. So who pays for that? The well, people who actually The people who actually pay. pay. Yeah. So that's why I tell my kid when we go to like, you know, a store and I'll have like a thing of like, you know, something that's uh, perishable, you know, it needs to be in a cooler. And I go, hey, could you go run this back real quick to the cooler? And she goes, and she'll like put it like somewhere else. Like she just hasn't done this in years. She'll put it like on a, on a uh, shelf. I go, no, don't do that. She's like, why? I'm like, because it goes bad and they throw it away. Well, the, then prices go up. It, yeah. It's just the way that businesses are done. And God, that really ticks me off seeing that. And the people walking in and just acting like they own the place and no care in the world. Um, don't even cover their face anymore. They they just yeah, flat out thing don't makes care. Makes me mad is like that legitimately endangers the lives of officers. Yeah, people don't have to fear about carrying a gun in the car with them anymore. Yeah, just utter lawlessness. I I I don't know what to say to it. Yeah, it it baffles my mind. And and that, th- that's one of those things where like ten years ago you're like, huh, that'll never happen. Yeah. It, it happened. It's one of those. Yeah. And I mean, every cop that I've talked to said they, they don't care if you're a law abiding citizen having a gun. They, they appreciate it because they know that you're probably going to help them if things hit the fan. And they just say, all they want to know is, do you have it? When, if they pull you over, keep your hands on your steering wheel. Let them know where it is and that you have it. And say, before you even mention, before you even grab your wallet, say, Hey, just want to let you know, I have a CCW. My gun is on this location. Um, what do you want me to do? And then yeah. he'll walk you right through it, whatever you want to do. <clears throat> and But everyone doesn't want to be, or not everyone, 
the criminals, they don't want to, I guess they're criminals. That's why they don't do it, but they don't listen to laws. So we make these stupid laws for who, you know, they're not going to obey him. I'm I'm naturally just a rule follower. Yeah. Um, and you know, to the, where I don't ever speed or anything. And I just, I mean, you know that you hate driving with me. I speed, (laughs) but I mean, I don't speed. Yeah. (laughs) We'll edit that one out. I, I go with the flow. That's what I do. I mean, I've, I've gone like, I mean, this is, this sounds really funny. I've gone like 75 before. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've gone like 300 something in an airplane. That's so fast. Yeah, I know, dude. I was put my head out the window. Who was how I lost my hair. At least it wasn't in a helicopter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just so it's, we talked about this in the last episode. San Francisco is a cool city. It is, is very unique. Um, you got the two bridges that go into the city. Uh, you know, you get the Bay Bridge and the Golden Gate. And then you get to the city and there's some cool things in the city to see. I have no desire to go there. I feel like it's getting to the point where at some point God's going to like Sodom and Gomorrah it. Oh, just brim stop, brim, brim. Fire and brimstone. brimstone. Yeah. Oh, hellfire brimstone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just, you know. Like what is going on? It's, and, and let me, uh, for if any of our listeners who think that's an anti-gay thing. No. It's not. No, no. It's just the city is literally lawless. Over, lawless. There's crime. I would love to talk to a San, San Francisco PD and just be like, hey, like, how do you like your job? I, I <laughs> can't imagine anyone saying that they love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll see, like, I'm I'm pretty, I follow, like, Sac County, uh, Davis PD, pretty much every location where I work. I follow them on Facebook. That way I, I kind of have the up and up on what's going on in the areas where I work. And I've seen a lot more, like, in Sac County, um, they have a couple of deputies who, who, who have been going on radio shows, um, just, you know, becoming one with the public. Davis PD is doing it. I see a lot of people doing it. I'm like, I'm seeing that's, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you could do that in San Francisco right now. I think it would just fall on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. It, we don't, we don't care. And so literally you could, you know, people say, you know, I mean, build a wall, build a wall around San Francisco. Like for honestly, for me, like, like let them, uh, like, what was that movie? Escape from New York. From LA, LA, one of them yeah. where, where they literally kept LA like as a prison. Yeah, yeah, do it. That's <laughs> that's what it. I'm fine I feel with like that. That's, I mean, that's what it's going towards. Yeah, I don't want that stuff coming my area, and it, it's, and it all starts with your people that are voted in, like a DA, who 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 aren't going to be doing their job. Like when when I, when I voted last week. I voted for the people who I was like, okay, is this guy Republican or Democrat? Is he going to do the job he says he's going to do? Then I, I did some research on their background. Okay, seems legit. And then all of a sudden, it said it'll it'll get to like the homeless thing, and it goes, uh, well, they're people too, and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not going to vote for you. I mean, yeah, they're people, but I want to hear you say you want you're going to actively do something about it, not just say they're people too. What are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to, um, you know, allocate some more funds to maybe, you know, get more like a better, like 
pop team, which is like police orientated. Uh, P, uh, what does pop mean? Pop officers? I don't know. I haven't heard of that. They're, they're basically, I think, the ones that go out in the in the in the, city, the neighborhoods and you know have more of a um, you know they're kind of like a school resource officer, but they they deal more with the the public and oh, okay. they're like the face. You know, out there, talk to the people, see what they want, come up with a game plan, stuff like that. Um, and, and some people were saying, like, like I said, like a long time ago. In Davis, there was this one bus stop. It's a covered bus stop, and I drove by, and it, this lady had like her entire "quote unquote" home because she's homeless stuffed inside that thing, and she's sleeping on the bench while a lady who's actually waiting for the bus was standing outside in, in the, the rain, rain waiting for the bus. And I was like, "Dude, that ticked me off." And then, um, like last month, they had the whole thing ripped down. I'm like, "Oh great, now no one gets it." And then what I realized they did was they they rebuilt the whole thing. Then they built one of those um, um, park benches that you can't lay down on. It has With a, the armrests and yeah. stuff in them. And people are oh that's so mean. I'm all is it? Like like I'm I'm sorry. Like like when I vote like and stuff like that, I don't vote for what's best for you. I vote for what's best for me. I'm mean, that's maybe sounds selfish, but I'm like. Do I want lawlessness coming to where I live? No. So I'm going to vote for someone who's going to help me out with that. If that means push them to your neighborhood where you are voting for that type of stuff because you're so left-leaning and you're so, you know, pro-criminal, then they could go live with you because yeah. I don't want that here. And Chesa Bodine, I, I, I personally think it, it's – I'm looking at – San Francisco has always been liberal. Very, very left-leaning, pro-drug and all that stuff. I don't see that changing a whole lot. But for some reason, I have a feeling that this next upcoming election, California is going to change, I think. Might be a pretty bold statement. Might not change um, for, we we may not become like a Republican-held state, but I think you're going to see like a, uh, like a voter, a voter, uh, turnout that's going to be predominantly we're going to like it's going to show that it's um, a bigger population that more people care about what's happening in california because right now california's a joke all my friends on facebook are all california keep voting these idiots in office i'm like dude i'm not voting them in i don't know who is not every californian's a moron yeah i'm like so I, i i do know who is voting them in they probably shouldn't be voting yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but come on, guys. I'm all for showing my ID when I go vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that. I mean, you got to show an ID when you buy beer, uh, when you go, uh, you know, even sometimes when you go to the post office to pick something up. Movies. When, yeah, when you go to movies, if it's a rated R movie, Wilson, you I know, know, you got to still show your ID. Um, but voting, which is the more important of, of everything, you know. You you have to uh, no we're we're good that's discrimination makes no sense and on that same note right now we have a lovely um, I think it's a Princess Cruise uh, ship just sitting outside the San Francisco Bay yeah with lo- with lots of people on it uh, who have uh, who are quarantined some of them have the coronavirus and they don't know if they do or not so they're airlifting some uh, what do you recall it. Um, uh, 
like test kits to put onto the ship so they can um, test them. And because Governor Newsom doesn't want them to come into the city. I'm like, why? Why, Governor? You don't want diseases running amok in your city, but you're fine with needles, with HIV and God knows whatever's on those sitting there stepping in feces. You're fine with all that, Newsom, but you're not okay with coronavirus, which is the The flu. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Do you you see what happened in China? Uh, Which one? What happened? The quarantine hotel. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. You didn't? No. Collapsed. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was just looking at it to make sure I knew where it was. Yeah. Hotel used for quarantining virus patients collapses in China. 70 people were trapped. Huh. Yep. How does the building just collapse? I have no idea. Maybe they overloaded it. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Some people were saying the government was behind 9-11 and that building collapsed, but that's a bunch of baloney. But China... Yeah, there was a plane that flew into that one. Yeah, China. Oh, we put all these people in there that have the quote-unquote virus, and the building collapsed. Huh. Yeah. A little too much of a coincidence there if you think about it. There's a lot of stuff with the coronavirus that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it's like only old people have died. Yeah. I think there could be using it as population control. Yeah. I mean, that's a one of those out there theories right but for our conspiracy yeah yeah, right but the thing yeah which that's going to be a doozy but the thing is though is yeah the coronavirus is a flu people are dying from it that's proven okay but at the same time oh my gosh people it's people are dying more more every day from in san francisco from needle uses and drug usage than this entire coronavirus, and that's an outrage for Newsom, but that other one isn't? Yeah. How does that take precedent over the other? Because San Francisco's giving needles. Okay, well, then people. give everyone coronavirus, then, and we'll call it good. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 ridiculous, man. I, I, I don't get that thought process. It, it, you, you, they're, they're picking and choosing whatever... Favors yep. them thing. And then yep. they're sitting here saying, oh, Trump's not doing enough to stop the coronavirus. What's he going to do? Heck, you, he was trying something. That dude could, that guy could find the cure for it right now. Right you now. say he didn't find it quick enough. Yep. No matter what. You guys were, how is this his fault, man? Yeah. Like, like I would say, and yes, I would say the same thing if you blame it on Obama. How the heck is that his fault? Now, now, if you're if if you're seriously letting people come into our country with known diseases, yeah, I would blame you then. Yeah. But Trump said, like, whoa, we're gonna hold off until we figure this out. And they're like, that's racist. Okay. If so he's either racist or he's not doing enough. Exactly. Which one is it? Yeah. Pick and choose. And that's not me being, oh, touting Trump, Trump, Trump. That's me just being like, dude, I'd say that with any president, any normal thinking person. Who's not a freaking snowflake would think like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just I hope that um, we we get this thing all figured out um, soon. Um, and then on, on a funnier note, so there was this uh, it, it's more of a visual thing. This health official was out talking about because um, you heard the story of like Costco 
selling out of toilet paper and water. Which I don't why? know why. I don't know why. I have no idea why people are buying toilet paper. See, I've heard a couple things. I've heard it might have been um, shipping because a lot of our stuff gets shipped from China. So they're thinking like uh, with the coronavirus and all that, that they might actually uh, stop shipping the stuff. But so they're stocking, stocking. I know, dude. I don't get it. So, but this health official, I'm telling you right now, it was a press conference and a health official. She comes out and she goes, the first thing you could do is not touch your face, rub your eyes and stuff like that. I'm like, one, impossible. You you got to do it. Yeah. I touch my face a million times a day. And, and she's reading from like a paper. Don't so, pick your nose, that type of thing. Well, then I got coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, you could pick your friends, you could pick your nose, but you can't, can't pick, pick your, your friends, friends nose. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, she's reading off his paper and I kid you not, she's talking about this. All of a sudden she licks her finger, grabs the paper, goes like, goes like that. <laughs> and I'm like, you just said, don't touch your face. You're you saying this put thing. Put your fingers in your mouth. mouth. <laughs> I'm like, okay. This shows how serious you're taking this thing. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think the whole coronavirus is going to go over the wayside of the West Nile, which killed people. A Zika virus, which killed people. H1N1. H1N1. Um, Bird flu. What's that? I think that was H1N1. H1N1. I think oh, so. Okay. Y2K. We're all alive. Um, It's just another scare tactic. And it, it, it takes up, like, literally, you listen to the news. What do they talk about? Coronavirus. Right. Well, they just canceled South, uh, South by Southwest, that music or film festival. And was it Texas? It says we've canceled oh, in Austin. Austin, yeah, yeah we that's because it was Austin. If it was anywhere else in Texas, yeah, Austin is uh, heard a nice city, but it's gone to crap like with political stuff. And they're like, we've canceled due to coronavirus. And well, because like two people died. I don't even know if there's been any ca- cases in Texas. I don't know. I'm all. Do you, I'm all. I don't think so. I thought it was like Washington. <laughs> so like, there's one in Auburn, but they're all elderly. Yeah. And yeah, that's sad. And the same thing happens with people with the flu. Yeah. Same thing happens with people with just a common freaking cold. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who have sneezed. Well, I don't know, but I've heard people who have sneezed and gave themselves a heart attack and died. Let's outlaw sneezing. I'll, I'll campaign on that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it, 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 it's ridiculous. And, and yeah, like I said, if someone you know has gotten affected by it and they've died, I'm sorry. I mean, it may sound insensitive, just like, oh, man, that person had pneumonia and they died. They had the flu, they had died. Certain people, there's a reason why not literally everyone's dying from it. Certain people have different immune systems. Yeah. And and from also from what I heard is Purell is like flying off the shelves. And um, yeah, this is a uh, the coronavirus is literally a virus, not a bacteria. Yeah, so it, your Purell does nothing. Does nothing. And I, I was uh, in back of a nugget the other day, nugget market here in California. And I was just walking in. Uh, I just eavesdropped on a conversation, and they were talking about people buying all the toilet paper and stuff. And then people, um, they couldn't buy the isopropyl alcohol anymore and everything. And so the people were going to vodka and using the vodka for their hands. I'm like, good God, are you serious right now? <laughs> And then some people, I think they, uh, then the WHO, the World Health Organization, put out a statement the other day saying, rubbing alcohol will not help you if you drink it. <laughs> I'm going to hold on a second. The wait, people, the, wait, the people wait. that are doing that, go for it. 
<laughs> if this is a population control thing, I want them to go because you're a moron if you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it, it, this whole thing is just ridiculous. And then I even heard that um, the Toy Stallion has a case of the coronavirus right now. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's supposed to be on the day and he goes. It, it, you want to hear a funny story? Oh, I do. Okay. So his kids got him sick, right? Yeah. And uh, apparently, yet, no, not yesterday. Day before yesterday, one of them comes up to him. You know what he says to him? What? It, and this kid, how old is he? Three, four, something like that. Comes up to him. Uh, I got a problem. What? I farted, but poop came out. <laughs> <laughs> That is a problem. You know what the toy stallion told him? What? Right now, buddy, you can't trust your farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't ever trust them. No. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, it, it, I feel bad for him. He sent me, a, did you see that text he sent Roger yeah. with, with the elephant? I was like, oh my I God. It was a hippo. Whatever it was, dude. That thing was disgusting. It was like a. Like a little windshield wiper. Yeah, it reminded me of that scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Augustus Gloop coming out of the little chocolate chute. Yeah, you 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 could do the visual right there. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we could go on all day about how much California is stupid and how their policies are just really ruining the state, but, um. We're going to talk about something we did on Wednesday because we said last episode we were going to we were going to do something on Wednesday, and that was Wednesday of this week, and we did it. It was amazing. And before we get into that, I want to um, talk a little bit about um, something that happened in Italy that was a little what? little mysterious and magical at the same time. What does this have to do with Wednesday? Oh, you're going to find out. Okay. You you know how um, you know magicians they. Well, not even magicians, you know, even biblical turns water into wine. So that's kind of magical. So there's this uh, town in Italy and the people turn on their faucets and wine started coming out, not water. Jesus is here. Nope. Oh, (laughs) I mean, Jesus is everywhere, mainly within my heart. (laughs) But um, this was uh, and I have something else to say about this, too. So uh, apparently upstream from wherever they're getting their water, there was this winery and something broke up there and released a bunch of wine into the water system. And so that wine w- got into the water system. So when they turned their faucets on and it was red and coming out, it, it was diluted wine. Yeah. Um, they probably said it probably tasted horrible, but I'm like, that's kind of funny. Also makes me a little sketch on how easy it is to get stuff into their water system. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, still using like the Roman. Yeah, the little Roman troughs. Aqueducts. Little canals that they went. <laughs> um, so I saw that. I was just like, yeah, that's. You might want to. How many up- bodies are in there? Yeah, you might want to upgrade that system. <laughs> I've, well, s- I've seen uh, the transporter. Yeah. You know? What was that movie? Uh, was it Cabin Fever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where the people started like deteriorating. They couldn't figure out why. And it, because there was a body in like the water source mm-hmm. Ooh, that movie was brutal um and with that segue because that was kind of magical for your birthday this year we went and had dinner at mystique dining in downtown Folsom 
which is a um, a dinner um, that's set at like a dinner king, and a show. Dinner and a show. It's one of those, um, you know, like they have those murder mystery dinners. You know, where, where you have something going on around you while you're eating, and it was pretty cool. I like it because it's it's pretty. Uh, what do you call it? intimate? Yeah. There, uh, there was how many? Like twelve of us, maybe at the most. Twelve total. I think twenty seats. Four, seven. Carry the two. Yeah, there was like twelve. And it's set up like a big king's table. I'll post pictures. Um, when on the maybe vi- a video. We'll get to that. <laughs> that video is funny. But it's set up like a king's table, so it's kind of like the table here in the in the cave, um, but a lot nicer. Um, chandelier. Yeah, ours, ours is a lot nicer. Than and I guess it was, um, uh, yeah. I guess it, the place was modeled after the haunted mansion um, in Disneyland. Yep. And as I was, you when, can see it. Yeah. When I first walked in, I was like, "Yep, this reminds me of that kind of eerie looking, kind of um, gothic, uh, yep. gold candles. Um, there's a fireplace, a big throne at the end of the table, uh, chandelier. Even the ceiling had like these cool. It looked like a painting, but it wasn't. It was actually like a cloth with that had like stage lights inside of it for yeah. when the performer comes out and our food was was pretty good um we were a little confused on how to eat the first thing yeah i feel like it was backwards like i should have picked it up by the cracker but um what are we calling her now what? not morticia what was our her her oh. shauna o'hannessy <laughs> what we were calling her something saint patrick's Day. what I was it remember. giggles mcgee um she she said that because if you put the cracker on the bottom, it gets soggy. Yeah. So it was like a cracker, a tomato, and some sort of like cheese, Jeez. and it, it was topped with like this like arugula or something like that. But it had like this basil something over top, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, this ain't gonna fill me up. I know. And I realized, oh, this is just like the appetizer. And when I think appetizers, I think of like wings, a- Applebee's, you know, <laughs> something big time. And I ate that thing. And I look over at my wife. I go, that was actually delicious. I have yeah. no idea why that was so good. And I hate tomatoes. Yeah, but it tasted good. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And then after that came out uh, um, a salad, which yeah. I had to send mine back because it had blackberry in it. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, they made me a special one with no blackberry. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. And then they came out with ice cream, which I'm like, those things come last. It's like sorbet. a sorbet. And palette, I, it's a palate palate cleanser. cleanser. I'm like, ooh, palate cleanser. Hmm, look at me. I didn't know that was the thing till I went there. I don't need to cleanse my palate. Just give me my food now. Yeah. Um, and so I ate that. It was good. And then I think you and I both ordered the prime rib. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we, we were men that night. You you got it a little too well done. Did I? Yeah. I felt, I felt like I needed it more done. No. No. Because prime rib is one of those steaks, man, where I'm eating. And I'm There's just, a reason why they cook it medium rare. Why? Because that's how it's supposed to be done. But it just it seems like it's like. Really too bloody for me. No, that's where you get all the flavor. But that crust, though, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, we could, you know, we could talk about. Get in my belly! Yeah. Thank you, fat bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, that was, that horseradish was good, too. Then just uh, annihilate it. Then we finished it with uh, a cheesecake, and you had a special cheesecake because it was your birthday, which was basically just the same one as me, except you had a candle. Yep. I got to blow mine out. Yeah. Twice. Because were they trick candles? I think so. Because I think everyone had to blow those out a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? My wife got the mac and cheese with chicken. 
Yeah. She says she liked that. And I think um, Giggles McGee got... Um, Bermaid. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. But she also got the shrimp. Oh, the shrimp cocktail. That yeah. was delicious. Yes, I don't like shrimp, but it was good. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I might have ate more than she did on that. But then um, they basically call you and they say, hey, this is the last call for any drinks. You got, like, some an extra coffee. I got more water. Then they said... Because they don't enter the I room. Felt, I felt really old. Yeah, you got a coffee. I was drinking coffee with my primary. Hey, I had coffee today for the first time uh, in, like, um, my adulthood. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I, I needed something to drink, and I was at um, Firestone getting my oil change. They had a Keurig. I was like, I got to get something. So I made myself, I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> I didn't know how to do it, so I did it. I'm like, what is this, sugar? I'm like, well, I'm not going to. One, one of my birthday gifts was one of those. Insulated coffee mugs. Oh, okay. You know, that I don't know what they're called. Insulated coffee mugs. Is that it? I think it's so. It's got the hand. It looks like a coffee mug, but it's. Does it have a cap on it? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You can put a cap or you cannot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, here's some sugar. I'll put like a dab of that in there. A dab. <laughs> yeah. Dab. And then um, some creamer. And then I drank it. And I was just like, this doesn't taste what, as bad as I thought it would. What if all my life that's what you said so there's no like hot drinks is the thing like when I drink something I want to be quenched I feel like I'm more thirsty when I'm done but I also needed like a pick me up because my my appointment was super early it's like I was like one of the first ones but so they, they say that they don't want the waiters coming in to the the yeah, room yeah. the room because it's literally just a room yeah um, while the performance is going on and I could see why because it could be very distracting but we saw a magician um Andy Amix. That's his name? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's his real name. I mean, apparently I've been talking to him. So. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I should um, know his name. He's done, like, what, private parties for... Tom Cruise, Nicole... It, it was, like, everyone who's anyone in Hollywood that has been divorced. And he made a joke about that. Which is which is really funny. Yeah. And I think a couple people that were celebrating, uh, not birthdays, but some of them that were celebrating divorce parties, weren't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, okay, that's that's a little, uh, whoops, sorry to bring that up. Um, and here we are at the end of the table, like, we're happy <laughs> at times. <laughs> um, but uh, he comes out, and he, like I said, like I said he's, he's performed in front of celebrities before. Dude, th- that first trick, where'd the bowling ball come from? I don't know. How do you had, hide that? I don't know. He so he had like this paper, this newspaper, or no? Yeah, it was he, a drawing pad. It was a drawing pad, and he just comes out like, doesn't say a word, and he draws like the circle. The, I thought it was like a sideways smiley face. Yeah, and uh, then he wrote ball in the bottom, which looked like it said Baloo. I'm like Baloo, yeah, like B A L U, and on the first on the top he wrote bowling, and then he pointed it, and everyone's like, oh, bowling ball. He rips that page out, and he's like holding the page, showing us all of us. Then he like. Out of nowhere, like, crumbles of paper and a real-life bowling ball falls out. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I don't get it. And and remember, I've done magic before. I There's certain things that were – there were certain things that I saw. I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I saw that. But it happens at times. And I saw – I'm like, okay, I'm going to really, really enjoy this guy. Yeah. Um, It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, it was – I have, and I think we all got in on at least one of the tricks. Yeah, he was very, very good at incorporating literally everybody. He went around. He he talked to every single one of us. Yeah, 
um, and somehow got everyone in on the act somehow. Um, it, it was really, really cool. Um, I got, there was one point, um, he brought this one girl and, uh, he did this thing where with this red paper and it ended up being like a heart and then she, and then he gave it to her and then she ripped it up. Yeah. And at first I was like, uh, Oh, she might've just screwed r- up the trick. And cause in my mind, um, you know, having done magic in, in the past, I'm like, dude, pretty much a whole night I was like what would I do if a person said that or did that yeah I'm one of those guys that like it has to go perfect or I get mad and I'm like dude she, what if that he needed that for like the finish of the trick and it ended up like he grabbed another heart and he ripped it up too and I then he grabbed hers too yeah he grabbed hers too and so I'm like okay so maybe we're going along with this trick maybe this is fine and then he what he did was he um then um ripped it all up and then he undid it and it was another heart again but this time it was the two hearts again and when you spread them apart it was like a string of hearts that connected yeah i'm like all right dude i'm so confused right now yeah (laughs) you know what was your favorite one he did that night i like the birds yeah the the first one or the one that he did with you all of them yeah that was i mean it it was all like the same thing but yeah yeah um, mine was, uh, and I know how he did it, um, and I'm not gonna say how he did it. Um, and what I still can't figure out is how he knew what the two people were thinking and the card that I had. That okay, the card you had is generally called a force. So, but I picked the card. You didn't. The thing you think I, you I saw them though. You, I I know that they weren't all the same. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> it's a, there's a way to do it. it, it it's it's really. It's not too hard to do, but you think you had the choice of picking the card and you didn't because you didn't like think of the card. You literally picked a card out of the thing. Yeah. So that's the difference. But he uh, there was like he has somebody with like for like a and this was cool because he did this trick with like it was like five tricks in one is what it was. So what he did was he took he asked somebody, hey, do you does anybody have like a hundred dollar bill? Or oh, yeah. And no one had a hundred dollar bills, but someone had like a twenty. And so he had this guy up there, and he signed his name. And then he folded up the dollar bill, and he put it in like four different envelopes, or put one in one in four envelopes. Yeah. But the guy didn't know what envelope, and but he numbered them one through four. And so he was picking an envelope, and the guy goes like two, and he takes the envelope and he lights out on fire. Yeah. So he's like, oh, and then finally, uh, I I can't remember, or. Was that the dollar bill or was that the card? I can't remember. I think that was a dollar bill. And then, um, or no, no, he has him sign uh, an orange. He has your wife, yeah. her initials, the date or whatever, then that guy's name. And he takes that orange, puts it in, puts in a, a Ziploc, zip and then into a paper bag, yeah. and then staples it, and he gave it to your wife. Yeah. And she held on to it for a good, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then, then he asked the guy... Um, like his card or whatever. And so, so you guys signed a card and he did this thing where he like ripped it all up and everything. And then the card was restored. So it wasn't actually ripped up. Yeah. And then, um, he, I think it was like the last envelope had like nothing in it or something. He goes, let's see that, uh, bag. So Lana brings up that bag and she had to do it like some funny, silly way Yeah. where she's like over here, Mr. Magician man. Yeah. <laughs> so she did that. 
And she walks it up front and he undoes the thing, pulls out. Uh, he tells her to undo the bag, undo the ziplock, pull the orange out. Then he cuts the orange in half and opens it up. And that dollar bill that signed is inside the orange. Yeah. Which I know how it's done. I'm not going to tell anybody how it's done. I think we already talked about it. Yep. Uh, he did it so well. Like, I'm like, gosh, that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but there was a highlight of the night. There was that I had no idea was coming. Well, what's funny is, is he goes, okay, everybody, I have a friend here who's been doing magic. And then I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, did Wilson like say something? Cause I'm going to be mad if he did. Cause I'm not that good. Like, you, you looked at me when he said that and I was like, Oh, Tommy's been talking to him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I, heard, I thought the same thing about you. I was like, dude, were you, did you say something to him? And so all of a sudden, uh, He's like, he's been doing magic for six months. I'm like, well, it's probably about the amount of time that I have done it. I'm like, what was he talking about me? And he goes, Josh, stand up. And, he, and your <laughs> response was, you go, huh? And no, like I looked around. I was like, is there somebody else here? And, he, and he's looking right at you. And I look at you. I'm like, what? Josh doesn't do magic. And I was like thinking, like, what if he does? What if that's why he couldn't be recording in the studio well, if he's practicing his arts, you know, his black arts. Yeah. And so you go up there and my wife kind of figured out right away what they're going to do. And I got so excited when she told me. So at first he's like facing you. He's like talking to you about something. I'm yeah. like, all right. So he's going to be in on the trick somehow because I couldn't hear what it was going on. And he puts this smock around you. And I'm, I'm like, at first I couldn't see what it was. I'm like, it, look, it looks like one of those things they put around you when you get your hair cut. Yeah. And but it, but the front of it, um, I couldn't really see what it was because I knew it was black. When he moved away, it looked like a tuxedo. Yep. And had a bunch of pockets and stuff. I'm like, what? Like that. And then my wife looks at me, she goes, Oh my gosh. I go, What? And then she goes, He's gonna be Wilson's arms. Yep. And I'm like, I am so ready for this. <laughs> you have no idea. And then we'll post the video. And in the video, the guy's arms go around. He's doing like tricks where he's uh, lighting things on fire. There's one point he has this candle. He lights the candle and he has the candle in his hand. And he takes like this handkerchief and he just like t- literally in the video, he touches the candle with the handkerchief and the whole candle disappears. Yeah. I'm like, yep, lost me. That was amazing. <laughs> and then I'm watching your face the whole time. I saw it up close and I still couldn't figure You looked amazing. You, you literally look like I'm amazing. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's just funny because the whole time he'd be like, okay, blow on this. Or like he'd be whispering behind me saying, do this, do this, do this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it, at first I thought you were improvising. I'm like, Ooh, he's Wilson's good. <laughs> um, I think what was cool though is cause I saw you like little Jimmy trying to figure out how he does the tricks and they're being done literally right in front of your face because it's like your hands Mm -hmm. and your face looks like a kid in a candy store and then in the video you see me i'm just like right there i'm just cracking up the whole time (laughs) i'm dying i'm he pulled a bird out yeah and i have no idea how because he took his jacket off before he yeah went and did the arm thing and i know for a fact that he didn't pull like i knew where the cages for the bird was yeah and he didn't go anywhere near them yeah, and when he when I saw um, at first when he f- pulled the bird out the first time um, early in the show because he did a bird trick earlier, it reminded me of the movie The Prestige. Yeah, where they're 
there's multiple birds and they, they, they just kill them. They just keep killing them because they all look the same. But at the very, these birds were not hurt. There's actually two of them. Yeah. Um, and, but that bird, when he pulled it, cause he had that, like, was like a white, uh, cloth or napkin or whatever handkerchief in his hand. And at the very end, he just kind of, you know, unfolds it and there's a bird and just your face is like, what? Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, that was amazing. And, I haven't had that much fun in a long time. I mean, I at first I thought those dinner, um, what are they called? Um, dinner and shows, whatever they're called. Yeah. Thought they'd be kind of lame. Because the first one I did was like the murder mystery thing downtown on the um, uh, the Delta King, and I was like, oh, I don't want to sit at a table and talk to people I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel like being social. Yeah. And dude, just the whole time I was laughing so hard. And I'm like, man, I got to get out and do more. Of it. Granted, they're they're pricey. Yeah. Well worth it. Yeah. Definitely well worth it. If you if you guys are in the area and have an anniversary, birthday, or just want to have a good date night, go to that Mystique Dining. It is a – I'm really happy that's in our area. Cause yeah. And it's been around. Because the last has, time I went there, it was like at least two years ago. And usually you'll see those things will pop up and then they'll go away. I think it different magicians every now and then. Um, I think it changes every three weeks. Yeah. It, it, and they're not like I'm telling you, cause, cause I I've done like research on these guys. They're not like just magicians. Like you'll see like at a kid's birthday party. No, these guys I mean, I'm sure you can hire him, but he'll be a hefty price. Yeah. Um, these guys are the guys that do stage things um, that are really good and have, put years and years and years into their talent and it's really really good um just a really good time i was really glad that i went i like i i hate it that like all like the cool dinner and a show things were down in la like medieval times yeah. pirates dinner adventure those things are so much fun because you're you're engaged with your with something while you're eating and i'm like man that, there's a gym right here in Folsom that this thing is awesome yeah um, I'll definitely go back again. I told my wife, I was like, tell me, tell me you cried that night. I don't think I, well, I cry every night. <laughs> What's the difference? I didn't cry that night. I think you did. No. I think you're forgetting about it. When? When you talked about the trick that he does for his mom every time. I didn't cry. I think you did. No. It, it got, that was it a good trick to that point. That was a good trick though. I think he almost cried. Maybe. Well, I got kind of upset during that trick. <laughs> Because um, normally in showbiz and stuff, when when they start playing music that's a little bit more somber and stuff, that's not the time to talk. And some people not in our group were like, "Ooh, that's good!" Like like they they would say comments like while he's. I mean, it's supposed to tell a story what yeah. he was doing, and it did. And it told the story, but I was, I was, I was just, and the lady she ended up being quiet. But I'm like, stop talking. Stop talking because you're taken away from the emotion of this. Yeah. Because it literally was like an art thing at that point where he cut a thread into multiple pieces and it ended up coming back together, which that trick is always. I've seen that trick numerous times. Still don't know how it's done. Love it every time. Yeah. Always trying to catch it. And that one was done with like a black light. So you had like a black light and like a neon string, which I was really thankful for because every other time I've seen it, it's been I can't see the string. Yeah. It's really hard to see it, but this time you could actually see it. Um, afterwards, I went up to him and talked to him for a little bit about um, there's a magic store in Carmichael that's closing. 
Um, I think it's been in business for over 20 years and he just can't keep up with the, 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 where you call it Amazon and the online stuff. Yeah. So he's shutting down business and we're just talking about that, how sad that is, but it's, it's, it also proved to me that uh, I have a lot of work to do if I want to, if I wanted to like do that um, because there is a lot of acting involved. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, see, I can be goofy with people that I know, but strangers I'll clam up. And he was, he was really, really good. Um, so I'll post the video. We actually have the entire video of you yeah. um, up there. I think my video might be a little blurry. Was your wife blurry? The video blurry too? No. Maybe um, I'll swing by after we record and I'll have her airdrop it on my phone. I think it'll be better quality. Yeah, probably. Um, I took pictures of inside of the table um, of the room. It's just overall great show. I think I think for my wife and I, I think it was like 96 bucks, which is a- We, we got a half off deal. All of us? So more money. So it's more money. Yeah. Maybe you could group on it or something I like think, that. I think it's like 70 some a ticket for where we sat. And then um, those ones that are closer are 85. Where we sat was fine. Yeah. We actually got bumped up one seat. Yeah. Um, And like I said, man, like it, it, I think it's worth it. If you want to go on, a, it's something you're not going to do like all the time. Yeah. Um, If you just want a good night out with the wife or husband go there you're not going to regret it the, no. and and literally they they cater to it's the, i believe it's one show a day yep and they make that meal for you right there it's not like there's like prime rib sitting in the back i mean they make enough for what you ordered yeah and it's just uh it was a good time yeah it was like two waiters per 20 people but you're all one table it's fine yeah so i highly recommend it and if you want like Afterwards, you're right across the street from the Powerhouse Pub. It's like right there. Or Scarlet or Hacienda. Yeah. I think there's a brewery down there as well. Yeah, you're in Old Old Town Folsom. In fact, I was found out the other day, there's a band that was playing at Powerhouse Pub. Um, When we left, I was thinking, well, that band sounds like a pretty good rock band. They're like one of the bigger rock bands in Sacramento right now, Dark Signal. They were playing that night. I'm like, oh, I could have walked over there for free and just checked them out for a second. Not for free. It's not for free. Powerhouse charges you to get in. I thought it said uh, free cover. Maybe oh, maybe that show. Some was. nights they do. Maybe that that show was a free cover, because uh, one of the guys in that band I wanted to get him on the show, so it'd oh. been kind of cool to. But I didn't know they were playing until um, today actually. Oh. But um, we're definitely gonna go back again. Um, dude, how cool that'd be if like Chris Angel was there. Oh man, he like starts cutting himself like over the table. I'm like, that's nah, not what I wanted. He pulls out the sawzall. You're like, yeah, Whoa. it's about to go down. Yeah, um, but man, that was that was fun. I, I was like a little like in that video. Watch it twice. First time, watch Wilson. Second time, watch me. <laughs> I am literally like a kid at a candy shop. Just I, I get so giddy and happy. I'm jumping up and down my seat. I'm laughing so hard. Um. It was it was good, yeah. So we'll have to do more uh, field trips like that. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully, like I said, I could uh, go up, go east with you. Yeah. Up the hill, Magic and, Fusion. I think is what it's called. Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. That's the one with the. It's like a theater, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a tiny theater. 
Okay. It's like maybe two of the cave. It's not that. Oh, big. oh, okay. Yeah, it's small. There's like three rows of seats. So not not quite a cavern. It could probably fit like forty people. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is about the size of that room. Yeah. Um, is that in uh, Nevada yeah. or California? It's in Heavenly Village. So is that California? I think that's Nevada. I'm not too familiar with that. I don't know. Um, Magic Fusion, you said? Yeah, I got to check that out. Because I know in October we're going we're going to do the Pirate Dinner Adventure again, which in October that's always fun because they do it, do it up for Halloween, and they call it the Vampirates. So it's kind of has like this eerie, you know, all the pirates have like fangs and they put those contact lenses in their eyes so they all look like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> so it's 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 just a I, I don't know. I wish I would have known about these things a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, or I guess been into them. They've been around forever. But those uh, those murder mystery dinners are fun, too. Just like I mean, it's like Knives Out and Clue. Oh, I still got to watch that. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. it's. I wish I bought it. So I just got I just bought Joker yesterday. I haven't seen it yet. I got it at Redbox because cheaper just to buy it used at Redbox for five bucks on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm like I don't need the cover. Yeah, I mean I could pr- I mean I could print up the cover and put it in an empty DVD thing, be fine. Yep. So I'm gonna watch that. I heard it's kind of a dark movie. I haven't seen it yet, but um. Anyways, that's all I got, brother. Do you have anything? That's it. Yeah, so um, again, we'll plug it again. MSR Arms, you know, spend that income tax money on it, you know, because November's coming around and you don't know what's up. Yeah. Um, And that's at msrarms.com. If you have any questions, you could just do that little uh, comment bubble or contact bubble or whatever it is to talk to him him and he'll answer. I believe he's available in town. Um, And then we could be reached at 916-259-259. 3030 um, leave us a voicemail I was wondering if that number could receive texts maybe I was gonna try it um try texting us see if it works yeah um and you can email us at the real WTH show at gmail.com we could be heard on you know Apple podcast Spotify Google Play um, all under the real WTH show as well as Instagram untapped um, YouTube Facebook and Twitter all at the real WTH show. Um, I think that's all I got. Um, thank you, Thin Line Brewing, for the brews. Yeah. Um, and the pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, later's in the MinJ. I will talk to you then, or I will talk to you another time. Jobin. Stop it!